welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, guys, gals, and non-binary Jeff, pals. Jeff, to Jeff, it's it's not it's not a full episode, man. It's just it's just passing period. That's that's my thing, though, man. That's like that that is that is your thing for our, our full episodes, which come out every two weeks. I know, but you. T I mean, this is this is passing period. You clipping my wings here, man. I, I get it, man. We got an episode coming out in, in one week, and you could do do that whole spiel. But this is our passing period. Okay. This is just for the podcast listeners. Oh, just for the listeners? Yeah, just for okay. the listeners. All I right. mean, they might want to hear it. Mean, if you want to do the whole thing, you can. They no, might want to hear cool. your beautiful we'll, voices. We'll, we'll keep it special just for them. Yeah, keep it special just for them. All right, folks. Welcome to Passing Period, our first passing period, which is a podcast-only exclusive for all of the above. Now, you know our show is a video show, and we highly recommend all of you to subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see our beautiful faces on the dope graphics and editing that we do. Um, but we know some of you are podcast purists, and no matter how many times we ask you to check us out on YouTube, you would rather listen. And we appreciate your listenership, and we try to deliver full episodes for you every two weeks. But in between time, we figured we'd give you a little bit of a exclusive content because our viewers on YouTube get some exclusive content. So why shouldn't you get some exclusive content? So we're calling it passing period. And this is the first one. Of course, you know, our full episodes deliver a lot. We go into headlines in education and we usually have a deep dive many times with a guest and we have shout outs at the end. And there's a lot going on in those full episodes. But passing period gives us a chance to check in and reflect on those episodes and also discuss stories that we might have missed. Wow, we missed a story, man. Well, we we sometimes miss miss stories, Jeff. Education is a very uh, fast moving world. And um, sometimes we film something and then Something big happened right after we wrapped. So, Jeff, um, something big happened. Talk to us about it. It did indeed. So this story is just fascinating. There's a, a, a student from the state of Ohio uh, around the Toledo area who was disqualified from her recent cross-country meet after the race, right? After the race. Disqualified after running. Yes, for wearing a hijab. Okay, now Noor Abukaram, uh, who is a 16-year-old competing in cross country for Northview High School in Sylvania, which is a town just outside of Toledo, Ohio, mm -hmm. recently made headlines when she was disqualified uh, from competing in her meet for wearing her Nike Sport hijab. Now. This is noteworthy on its face for mm -hmm. lots of reasons, but also particularly noteworthy because Abukaram has been wearing her Nike sport hijab to compete in sports for the school for the last three years. Okay, not So this one, was not the not first two, time. But three years. Well. And that includes six previous cross-country meets this season. All right? Um, mm. So, now, well, uh, what's going on here, man? Man, this is nuts, think? man. For one, it's a Nike-issued a Nike hijab, yeah. so specifically designed for athletic performance. And she's been wearing it all this time and hadn't been a problem before. Fine, there might have been some technicality in there about uh, getting a, a waiver for wearing something like that. And maybe her coach or her school hadn't done that. But um, I mean, that's just ri ridiculous. And I'm thinking about, you know, I ran track in high school and I could imagine just the mental preparation to build you up for the race and then you run your race and this is cross country so she's running running mm -hmm. and afterwards going up to see you know her time and see all that and like 
wait a minute, why is my name not there? And then later to find out she got disqualified? Like, part of me is just on the real, just petty level, like, why couldn't you have told me that before I started running? Because I just did all that and I'm sweating and I'm exhausted and I could have saved myself that. But on obviously the more serious level, um, why would you suspend somebody for this and then also not communicate it clearly to them if you are a match official or anybody affiliated? Yeah. Yeah. So something funny happened here, right? Because it obviously doesn't make sense to have a student compete in the in the right. you know, in the race and then be disqualified for something that's on top of covering her entire head, right? Like, yeah. like it's not like it was some, you know, trick she was trying to pull yeah. that was on the bottom of her shoe. She didn't have and no one could on tell her, or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Like everyone who could see her run could yeah. see that she's wearing this. I also am thinking, how does wearing a hijab uh, you know, qualify yeah. as some kind of performance enhancing uh, for sure thing, it does not. Right? Like, no I don't think it makes you faster. Especially or, cross country. Like, yeah, right. If anything, it's probably giving you more drag. Of course. Uh, yeah. On, on, you know, a wind resistance on your head, right? So I, it also just on its face seems like, why would we care if she's right. wearing a hijab? Because it's not you helping know, her. You right? know why people care. Jeff. And of course we know why people care. So, uh, you know, the, the, the nice part of this story, I think, is that, um, so Noor, uh, has been very clear in her public statements that the school and her coaches and her teammates have been very supportive of her and that they were sort of equally, uh, you know, shocked and outraged about this disqualification. Um, there is apparently an Ohio High School Athletic Association uh, uh, provision that requires uh, coaches to obtain a waiver for athletes wearing anything that is not a part of a league approved uniform right. so they even mentioned in the in this uh story this this uh this story hit the news on a bunch of outlets we've seen some good reporting from the hill from the new york times from uh, some local tv stations so um glad it's getting some attention but um uh you know it's been reported that um the coach was unaware of this regulation, right? Mm. Um, and that the school was unaware of this regulation. And it seems, given that she's competed for three full yeah. seasons plus six meets, that even most referees or officials were yeah. unaware of this regulation. But uh, when reached for comment, the Ohio High School Athletic Association said that their uh, official was simply enforcing the rules, right? Uh, uh, now, of course. Of course, right? Uh, you know, does this have to do with the fact that uh, Noor attends a private Muslim school uh, in the Toledo area? Uh, you know, the world, yes, the Jeff, world may never know. <laughs> the world knows, Jeff. It's there, all was, about that. there was apparently another young woman who, in the same race, was required to change her shorts because they were out of regulation. Or and whatever. when did they tell her that, Jeff? Uh, before the race. Before the race. Certainly before the race, yep. Uh, Interesting. And it's just hard to look at something like this and not have brought vividly back to my mind mm -hmm. the, you know, the, the young man, the wrestler yeah. in New Who Jersey had his, dreads, had his cut dreads cut off, right? Like, they're just, it's just the dehumanizing stupidity yeah. of these regulations. Like, dreadlocks do not help you wrestle and a hijab does not help you run cross country. This is, yeah. this is ignorant, racist nonsense that just has no place right it's just mean and it has no place and, and offensive it has no place unless you are of the mind that folks you know this is america and these are our rules and you gotta you know 
fit in, you gotta conform or mm. be punished because that's what we do. We, we, when I say we, our country loves to punish people for not following in line, not follow, falling in line and for not going ahead and basically bowing to authority in this case. Um, I don't know who this, who, which official and who it was that, that decided to go ahead and, and actually officially disqualify her. But I would venture to guess um, that person is of the mindset that like, you know, this is America. We don't wear those around here. And, you know, this is this is what it, how it is. And go ahead and, you know, I'm only enforcing rules or whatever. But it comes down to policing um, the bodies of our of our marginalized youth, especially. And um, it's disgusting. And for all the arguments out there about religious liberty, you know, we talked about on our previous episode about the uh, teacher who said it violates his religious conscience to um, to um, uh, address one of his transgender transgender students by their preferred pronouns. Um, we talk about religious liberty, but all that is within the context of Christian fundamentalism, essentially. So, you know, I would like to see all those who are out there championing uh, religious liberty speak up for this student who was just trying to participate in, in an athletic event and was disqualified. Oh, you didn't see that? They had a big rally. Uh, oh, did they have a big yeah, rally? Jerry, Jerry Falwell was there. Oh, the whole that's, crew. That's, Jerry whoo. Falwell Jr. was there. Nice. Well, I must have missed <laughs> that because... Defending Noor Abukaram. I'm sure. Uh, you know, religious liberty. I'm sure, I'm liberty, sure Fox right? News had a whole special <laughs> and, and rallied the troops around her. Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just so sad and just feel for the girl. Um, she said her heart dropped. Uh, when she noticed that something that this had happened and um, she felt so embarrassed and it's just, what are we doing? Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. There's no need for this. It's a stupid rule. Right. I mean, yeah. in in the sense that it's being applied in this context, right, right, it's right. a stupid rule. If you want yeah. to wear springs on the bottom of your shoes or whatever, that, nah, I get different. it. Right. But this is just so obviously dumb. Yeah. Right. And at some point we need adults in the equation to just stand up against things that are obviously right. dumb. Stand up and do what's right. Forget what the technical technicality on paper is about. Like, well, the rules say this or that. Whatever. You know what's right and what's yes. wrong. And you know and you, you know. could have let her finish the race, get her credit, and then exactly. say, hey, by the way, we need to talk to your coach because technically they're in wavering these, you know, there's right. that humane approach. Is or like, they could have said, you know, we have this stupid rule on the books, right? <laughs> and we should probably talk to you and your coach yeah. about petitioning the state to get rid of this stupid rule. Absolutely. Like we have so many stupid rules on the books that say like, you know, you can't have more than three women living in a house in this town or it's yeah. a brothel. And I mean, just stuff that has a ridiculously offensive history yeah. uh, that we that we don't apply anymore because we get that it's ridiculous, right? Um, and this to me seems very much in line with those kinds of policies. Yeah, it's trash. All the way trash. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that's our extra do now headline um, for y'all. And um, our next full episode, which will be dropping in a week, is going to be about uh, favorite teachers. We're going to speak a little bit about who our favorite teacher was when we were in school and kind of explore whether or not we could see um, some themes and commonalities in how people talk about their favorite teachers and what that says about the profession and um, teaching practice. Um, but of course, our previous episode, which you um, obviously listened to and loved and you uh, commented on, you gave us the thumbs up and all that stuff. Uh, one of the stories in there was about um, copywritten curriculum. 
that was illegally copied in Houston Independent School District and the district was fined or a jury basically awarded the company, the curriculum company, DynaStudy, I think it was 9.3 million or some crazy amount. It was 9 million uh, plus. Yeah, it was about 9, I think 9.2 maybe it was. Oh, so it wasn't that much. Yeah, okay. four, you know, yeah. 4.6 each, right? Like Right. Nice. So in talking about that, <laughs> you know, we had different opinions about, um, well, not different opinions, but, you know, there was a little bit of uh, difference in how we talked about this issue of uh, copy protected or copywritten uh, curricular work. And I mentioned that when I was a first year teacher, actually it started when I was a student teacher, um, there was a binder, a binder of curriculum that was very expensive. Mm -hmm. And I may or may not have participated in what may or may not have been and unauthorized reproduction of that binder. Allegedly. Alleged. Yeah. Alleged. Um, and I didn't say the name of the curriculum because it wasn't pertinent. And Allegedly. also, um, uh, maybe it didn't even happen. I don't know. Um, but one of my colleagues from way back in the day, um, Ms. Riley on Twitter, um, posted a picture of a binder that fit the description uh -huh. of what I was talking about in that segment. <laughs> Is this your moment where you say there was no quid pro quo? There, there? <laughs> for sure, the photo does not show how that particular binder was produced. There is a note on the binder with handwriting that maybe uh, might look like my writing, but it might not be. Allegedly. Allegedly. And it may or may not have been uh, copywritten work that was reproduced by your favorite teacher's favorite teacher. But uh, Ms. Riley really uh, tried to snitch on me out there on these on these here internets about um, this this binder. So I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it um, just briefly because I think if you teach history, you know you know the binder. Uh, it's a TCI binder, and uh, TCI had Teachers Curriculum Institute had those History Alive binders with all sorts of great activities. Did you ever use History I Alive? Do, I remember History Alive. Yeah, Man. and uh, I'm not gonna ask you. And if I you remember used... the binder. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny yeah. any such behavior. Of course. I believe my official answer is, I do not recall, Senator. Of course, of course you don't. So that uh, binder was like, I mean, I don't remember. Woman, I do not recall. <laughs> Those things cost, uh, I don't remember, at the time they were like four or five hundred bucks each, yeah, right? Yeah, something like, easy. You yeah. know, for like, you know. And they had so many of them. So, so yeah, that's, I don't remember. Student teaching, there were two different ones that I had. And I don't remember where they came from. Um, but it was just, it was just known and common amongst yeah. like the history teachers uh, in our cohort and at the school I was at that, you know, these things were, were very much gold. And I tried to um, not name that curriculum in our little story. But uh, Ms. Riley went ahead and named it for us. Got so yeah. spot blown yeah, but I don't know that I ever had anything to do with that particular binder that she posted. I don't even know if that's a real photo. Uh, Folks, fake news if you, these days. Uh, if you just heard two loud lumps, those were the wheels of the bus that Manuel <laughs> was thrown under, just going right over his carcass Man. here uh, yeah. on Twitter for the whole world to yeah. see. <laughs> yeah, so officially thrown under the bus. And uh, one of the other stories we talked about on that episode was about the teacher who was suing um, for being fired over misgendering his, uh, one of his transgender students. And to be honest, when we posted that, I thought there would be, you know, so we posted an isolated clip on our YouTube channel. We also posted a, the clip by itself on Facebook, yeah. Um, I expected a lot of um, hateration in the comments mm. because the comment sections of Facebook and YouTube often are full of bigotry 
and hate. Um, but I didn't really notice any really negative reaction to our story, at least as of yet. I, I think we had one thumbs down, which is our usual. Yeah, Betsy from doing Betsy her, doing uh, her DeVos, thing. who, who follows uh, us on on YouTube and thumbs yeah, down. Yeah, maybe she's everything. gonna maybe she's gonna slow down since she just lost a hundred thousand uh, dollars of taxpayer money for being so bad at her job. Yeah, of taxpayer money. Yeah. Even if it was her own personal money, I don't think she would even. That's true. She's no, she's got she, she's got yachts for yachts. Yachts for yachts for yeah, yachts. Exactly. Uh, no, I would say the response has been very, very positive overall. Uh, you know, I think in lots of people sort of looking at the story and being like, "Wow, this is this is bananas." Yeah. Uh, so no trolls uh, so far. No, nice. uh, no, you know, Trumpers coming out the woodworks telling us we're uh, you know libtards and yeah, own the libs has hasn't happened yet. Although you know, yeah, the night is young. The night is young. That episode just barely came out a week ago, and um, you know. There's still time. There's still time. All right, folks. So before we wrap up our first passing period and um, get back to business and all that, um, we thought we would just take a moment to talk about what we have uh, going on in our in our world this week. So as you know, I teach high school history, and um, this is late October, early November, and um, I'm on my unit about teaching um, American slavery. Jeff, do you remember when you were teaching social studies? Um, the difficulty of teaching about slavery and giving it the care and attention and time it needs, yet being up against the clock in terms of your pacing guide. Yes, yes, I do. Not an enviable position to be in, although I will say I pretty much dismissed the pacing guide and, and slowed nice. down. And that was No Child Left Behind? Uh, high so stakes it was, era. except that certainly was the era. I mean, we still are living in an era with no yeah. real high stakes testing for social studies. Right. Um, so I very much was like, there's no, uh, well, actually in New York State at that time, uh, mm -hmm. still today, students take, social studies is in some ways the most accountable subject at, really? the, high, at the high school level. How's that? Because students have to pass two regents exams, one in world history and one in U.S. history in order to graduate. Um, so, you know, they, whereas they just take the ELA, uh, they take one math, one science, two social studies. I did not know that. Graduate. Yeah. So, uh, now New York has a very different system, uh, than, than most states around the country. Lots uh -huh. of which don't have like California, don't have any high stakes test for high school graduation. Um, there are, you know, of course, SAT and all that kind of stuff, but, um, but the smarter balance assessment has no bearing on whether or not you graduate. Uh, but in New York right. State, the exams do count towards graduation. But I was, um, uh, you know, the, the world history curriculum is usually taught over two years, over ninth and 10th grade. Okay. And so there is both pressure to cover the content, but also like a little bit of a little bit of leeway. Room. Yeah. Um, so I got to slow down when I was teaching world history. And then I taught 12th grade U.S. government, which was great because no, um, the kids usually take the regents exam in 11th grade. So okay. they had mostly come to me having having passed it already, and and I could, um, you know, even though it's not a U.S. history class, it's a right. U.S. government class, so we could examine issues of slavery and stuff through the 13th Amendment and et cetera. Qu quick question, since um, I've only taught in California in terms of besides my student teaching, if a student doesn't pass the regents in world history, do they 
like that next school year, are they taking U.S. or do they have to retake World? Like, how's that work? So depends on the on the situation, but a lot of times kids will move forward with their uh, their curriculum, and either through you know credit recovery, summer school, et cetera, they'll they'll make up the class and the regents. Um, depending on what else is on their transcript, some kids might retake the course simultaneously. Um, okay. So it kind of depends on the kid and you know their particular needs. Well, I don't have to worry about that. Obviously, teaching in California and teaching um, now in California. So in terms of teaching about slavery, I could take as much time as I want, pretty much. And I have the liberty at the school that I work at uh, to have uh, full support of administration and um, um, district administration and site administration and all that. But still, it's 20th century United States history is the 11th grade standard, 11th grade content area for uh, history in California. So everything before 20th century is supposed to be like quick review, like you're supposed to already le have learned this in middle school, which nine times out of 10 didn't happen in middle school because middle school is, is that, you know, kids in middle school might or not be ready. Or it did happen, you don't remember what that, happened, that, you that know, too. three years ago in seventh grade, who remembers that? There's that, and also like learning about slavery as a seventh or eighth grader versus as a high school junior, I think there's a, you know, it's a totally different context. And yeah. So in any case, so, so yeah, this week I'm battling just how much time, how much more time. I've been on it for a couple of weeks already. Mm. And um, thankfully these days there's no shortage of support and resources. So, of course, the 1619 Project. Yeah. Um, which hopefully I'm sure many of our, anyone who's listening to this who um, is a social science uh, educator, I'm sure they've, they've leaned on the 1619 uh, materials from the New York Times from uh, Nicole Hannah-Jones. Um, as well as the podcast. So between that, um, I've used um, Uncivil podcast. There's a particular episode that I had students listen to, um, episode about John um, Punch and the early uh, beginnings of slavery um, as as an institution in the U.S. And of course, Teaching Tolerance, which we, which we shouted out last episode, and their Teaching Hard History podcast and um, um, articles and resources online. So it's a challenge because there's so much to cover and so much there, and I, I could spend a whole school year on this, or I can also um, not utilize some of these things I want to use, even though I really want to, um, and keep it moving. So, so that's my week. And of course, it's Halloween on Thursday, and we have our homecoming game on Thursday uh -oh. um, at the Rose Bowl. Only high school teams that get to play in the Rose Bowl, my team and our crosstown rivals. So that'll be exciting. I'm not sure if I'm going to go yet because it's Thursday night. It's a school night, and even though the whole school will be there, I'm old and I need my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that is dope. They get to play at the Rose Bowl, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I remember playing at the at the time at the Metrodome. Uh, Metrodome, in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, is, is that is, the one that collapsed? That was the one with the roof. I mean, collapse is a strong I mean, obviously term. Not. The, the, it looked like a collapse. So the roof essentially um, partially caved in, like the snow pierced the fabric on right. the roof. But it's not like yeah, the stadium it's not like didn't the stadium like stadium collapse, yeah. right? Like yeah. Okay. So. Uh, um, you know, we get a lot of snow. It, it was a, you know, 40-year-old stadium or whatever, and uh, the, the fabric, you know, it really is literally just like thick vinyl fabric that the positive air pressure inside the dome keeps it up, right? Um, Damn, and, that's, yeah, that's some science right there. I mean, that's, so if you've ever been to a dome, there's not right. that many domes left now, yeah. really. But like when you walk in and out, it's why when you walk out, the wind like blows you out because it's just a little bit more air pressure that keeps the roof inflated. Huh. But when you get feet of snow that then melts because it's yeah. warmer too so it melts and freezes and melts and freezes and it 
finally it pierced through and fell in. So, well, uh, I don't know. Crazy, crazy science lessons here on all the above. I mean, uh, we bring it all. Period as well. We bring it all. Yeah, that's right. All right, and um, last thing before we head out. Um, Jeff, I think you get to see some former classmates of ours. Perhaps. I, I, well, I hope so. I hope, hope so. so. I don't want to overcommit, folks. But um, now, if you say it on record, I, it's it's. I am going to be taking the trip up to the Bay Area. I've lived in California for uh, going on six years now, hmm. and have not been back to the Bay since uh, since I moved here. And oh, I wow. love the Bay Area. I almost moved to the Bay Area after we finished our our teacher certification program. But uh, but I haven't been in a number of years, so I'm excited to go. I have a, a consulting gig up in Oakland for, for a couple Oak of days. Oaktown. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to hopefully get to visit a few of our uh, old friends who are up there who are nice. teaching, and one's a principal, and so uh, it, should be, it should be fun. Very dope, very dope. All right, folks, so that's it for this week's passing period, and um, be on the lookout for our next full episode, which, of course, um, as I mentioned, earlier will be about favorite teachers and of course is also going to be stock full of headlines in education and um, all the good stuff that we normally uh, pack into those full episodes but this is just passing period just a time to uh, catch up and check in and uh, all that so uh, thank you for listening and we will check you out in a few days i think right yeah yeah episodes should drop yeah we'll be back soon indeed indeed all right folks get to class it's time <laughs>